G'day and welcome to The Grass is Greener. My name is Tim Henry. I'm a financial advisor in Melbourne. And every week, my guests and I dissect your everyday challenges. We'll get you clearer on your goals and give you financial tips to make it happen. G'day, wherever you're joining us from today, I hope you're well. We've got a really important chat today and hopefully at the end of this chat as well, uh, leave you with some really helpful tools and resources. The impacts of the COVID pandemic and the restrictions that we all went through, it did impact us all. And there's no doubt that each generation had its own challenges. Research is showing though, however, that younger people, children and young adults, have been really heavily impacted, particularly young adults, you know, that they're really, their social connectedness has been challenged in a, in a huge way. Uh, psychological distress, the number of people not in education or not in employment has risen as well. And it certainly has affected their well-being and particularly the mental well-being. You know, I was given a, an example recently of someone that um, was in their mid-20s. Uh, they live alone and they work in an office, but, you know, in those lockdown days and months, you know, that person was not really leaving, you're not really able to connect with anyone. They're stuck working at home, stuck living at home on their own. So I think you can start to appreciate how this snowballs. So Natalie Yanchatonsky, she, she runs a business called Full Time Lives. We've had her on the show many times before or a couple of times before and she really works with older generations that are coming into those retirement years and helping them plan their lives for the better, how to live a meaningful, connected lives. And Nat has recently done some research for a client of hers about the impacts on younger people in relation to the pandemic and she wanted to come on for a chat and I was really wrapped to have her on for a chat to discuss not only those impacts but also the role that older generations can play and how that can actually be a healthy thing for those older generations to have these intergenerational relationships with the young um, and how the the interaction of the two really benefits both groups. And that was perfectly placed to have that chat and we really did uh, go into some great topics there. And then off the back of that, um, obviously there's mental health um, conversations that may need to be had over the, the next little while or whilst you're assessing um, how the younger person in your life is going. And so we also had a brief chat at the end with Hayley Meeky from Remedy First Aid. Hayley was also on the show not long ago talking about how to have those conversations starters if you are worried about someone's mental well-being. And Hayley popped in just with some great reminders, particularly for our how to start those conversations with our younger people. So enjoy the chat with Nat and also with Hayley. If this is your first time tuning in to The Grass is Greener, make sure you subscribe to the show on your platform of choice so you'll automatically receive each episode as soon as it's released. We're wrapped today to have 
On the show again, Natalie Yanchatonsky. How are you, Nat? Good. Thanks so much for having me back, Tim. Great to be on the show. Oh, it's always great having you on. And uh, we love you coming on to share your insights, discussing the work you do with full-time lives um, and the importance of all of us living a healthy, meaningful and connected life. Um, Today, we're going to chat about the importance of intergenerational relationships and I think that's going to be really interesting overlaying some of the impacts of COVID. Um, but for the listeners who might not have heard you on previous episodes, give us a quick insight into you sure. and, and your business. Um, so as Tim, you mentioned, um, the founder and CEO of Full Time Lives, and we help people in their midlife transition to the second half of their lives as they're going through lots of changes with their family and relationships and their work. Um, We help people be inspired in terms of ideas for how they can reshape their lifestyle and work and fit it all together to lead a meaningful, healthy and connected lifestyle. Um, I actually am very much aligned in applying this full-time living philosophy to my own life. So through all the research I've done over the last few years around healthy aging and how do you go through midlife transition in a really meaningful and happy way, I've applied a lot of the research that I've done through customer interviews and study tours around the world to places like the Blue Zones where people live to 100 and beyond. Um, And through my learnings and experiences of observing people and having conversations and being inspired, I've I guess, applied those learnings to my own life and I'm leading a portfolio lifestyle through my work. So not only do I have my business full-time lives where I'm able to make a social impact on people who are um, healthy aging in their second half of their lives, uh, I also use my product management skills as a consultant. So I work on mission-driven product product management projects yep. where I work with not-for-profits. Um, so I guess how this conversation between you and I um, kicked off is really I was talking to you about my latest project Well, I was doing some research for a client uh, to come up with a product strategy for mental health services um, who've been impacted for people who've been impacted yeah. by the pandemic and how do we support people over the next few years. So I guess there's so much that I've learned that Um, overlays all the research I've been doing for full-time lives but um, I looked more generically across the Australian population to see which communities have been impacted the most. Yeah. So um, I think it enriches the whole conversation around the importance of intergenerational relationships and connections and communities. When I look at the research from uh, one of the reports carried out by the not-for-profit Smiling Mind. They recently released a a white paper called the State of Mind White Paper. And Mm. their research showed that the older age bracket, people over 65, were the least impacted. Yeah, I'd probably agree with what you're saying there, um, particularly for that older generation. Um, we'd probably notice through our own client base, um, probably it depends on the, the whether you're living with someone or you're living on your own. I think the people that were living on their own and maybe were isolated by away from family, that would have been challenging. 
Um, but on the whole, yeah, I agree. Um, a lot of older people weren't financially impacted. Um, they're pretty protected there. They were able to still get out and, and be vital in, in what they were doing. Um, and, yes, uh, I think it's forced us all to have gratitude for the simple things in life because we couldn't do the other stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's really good. So, Nat, of all the other other groups, one group in particular has been impacted in a big way, um, maybe not so positively. Could you sort of tell us about the impact uh, for, for children and younger adults? Yeah. Unfortunately, the community that has been impacted the most by the pandemic in Australia are young people. So children, adolescents and young adults have been impacted. There, there's been the highest level of psychological distress. Yep. So uh, where we pick up from this point on is really to try and support our young people in the community where we can. And um, whether you're a parent or you've got family members or friends who are young people, they're the ones to look out for in whatever capacity you can. So, you know, whether we have people who are close to us, we have personal relationships with who we can engage with and really help them, you you know. I guess the thing that we need to be careful about is just – being aware that there is stigma around mental health and talking about it. So sometimes the way to actually make people or children or young people feel more comfortable to talk about it and address it is sometimes we need to just also show our vulnerable selves, uh, not to the point of overly distressing the young person, but to engage and show that it's actually okay sometimes we all feel anxious or depressed yeah. and, you know, feel like we, we can feel a bit um, unsettled. So that can, you know, help to show that we understand and it's okay to talk about it, that there's nothing wrong with them at all. So oh, I think that we, we've had on recent episodes Hayley Meeking from um, Mental Health First Aid and yeah, she had some great um insights in how to introduce those conversations with people and and it can be just as simple as uh, um, mentioning that you've observed some changes in in their either someone's behavior or how they they seem to be feeling um, and just inviting the conversation of course you can't really launch in and um, race straight into what you think might be happening it's more just to encourage that discussion and and invite um, some feedback from them so yeah great point being there to listen and talk to the young person in your life there's also activities so as a part of the five key ingredients around full-time living finding purpose and lifelong learning and vitality are probably where the areas intersect along with supporting your young person in your life as well as your own well-being. So there's this fantastic opportunity right now as we're kind of resettling into our new lifestyles and really seeking 
to reconnect with our loved ones as well as meet new people. And this, so this is really the time to think about your ikigai or your sense of purpose in terms yep. of how do you want to contribute to other people's lives? What do you think you enjoy the most? What do you love doing? What are you really good at? What do other people value? So what would a young person in your life benefit from you, whether it's your knowledge, your experience, or it's something that you want to do together with another young person, yep. there's a real great opportunity to have a think about how you want to readjust your own life and your own lifestyle and figure out, is there a young person around you who is either a family member, someone you care for, or maybe it could be a youth group in your community or um, if you don't aren't aware of any groups and this is the time to go and research what sort of youth community groups that you could be involved with either as a volunteer maybe you could be a mentor mm, mentor That's, for sure yeah and and with mentorship often there's mutual benefits it's not just you yeah. imparting your knowledge and your experience with a younger person Equally, you can learn a lot from that young person. And this is where I love stitching together the whole intergenerational community because the diversity of experience and knowledge and perspective really comes alive when you you know, build up connections with people who are a different generation from yourself. Yeah. And this yeah, and I think don't you think that um... – Particularly, look, the easy one is something like technology, you know, because young people are so good at technology. Um, an older person just gets exposure to that. But also, I think what I love about working with young people is really just getting the sense of what their world is like now. I mean, it's totally different from when when I was their age. Um, and so you, you, you're getting that truer sense of what's really happening out there, how they're thinking. Um, and yeah, being able to bring your experience to the table, but um, you learn so much just from the, their view of the world. Yeah, there's a uh, it, it, here's an example of a social enterprise that's done extremely well during the pandemic. Um, there's a company called Youngster that's based in Coffs Harbour. It was co-founded by a guy called Tony Rothaker along with his son who's in his mid-20s and they co-founded it out of the need to bring together two generations so uh, that's really where they're you know tapping into the digital skill set of younger people and then enabling people who are older in their community to be able to learn how to effectively use digital tools and apps to make their lives easier. So, for example, teaching older people in nursing homes or at the library how to yep. use their Service New South Wales app to be able to check in and go and have coffee and go to restaurants and do social things. Oh, That's yeah, a fantastic right. example yeah. of that you know, intergenerational connection where one group's supporting the other to enable the other group to do things and you know, live a full-time life. Yeah. Well, I think, and I've done a lot of um, you know, reading this year particularly and, and um, through a couple of um, educational things I've done, 
particularly with our Dreamcatcher program, um, it's really clear that we're naturally wired to help other people. Yeah. And we actually get a lot of uh, fulfilment from helping other people, don't we? Absolutely. There's so much research around the loneliness epidemic around the world, and that already existed prior to the pandemic. So I think what's happened with the pandemic, there's been greater awareness of the importance of social connections and how we need to exist in tribes. And, you know, we, we do best when we are really focused and acknowledge what our own unique skills are, yeah. And how do we contribute to the wider group where other people have got lots of different skills and and that diversity is what makes us strong as a species. So, Nat, I, like I'm really loving um, the way you're describing um, for older people to, to possibly think about how they, it's not just that how can we support younger people, but I think it's acknowledging that they have had a different journey through this COVID time because a lot of their their life has been um, impacted. You're right, Tim. Young adults have been deprived of all of the activities that they get enjoyment out of because they're at a stage in life where they were experiencing you know, finishing HSC, starting uni for the first time, all the things that maybe some of us have already done that in our lives They've missed out on doing it the way maybe traditionally how young people did things to celebrate the ending and the beginning of a a new start of their lives, a new phase in their life. And so, you know, being deprived of certain activities and major events that were done usually in a face-to-face format and, you know, all the travel that young people had planned to do, you know, upon finishing work, uh, finishing their studies, obviously that has been pushed back and hopefully they will be able to do it later in their life. But there is a rites of passage that young people go through that uh, they've had to push back or cancel where it's also affected them. And I guess now that we are coming out of lockdown and reshaping our lives, I guess it's we can't necessarily turn back the clock, but what we can do is think about, well, how do we celebrate together and support people through those things uh, so that even though they might have missed missed out at certain key turning points in their lives but it doesn't mean that they miss out on other major milestones and celebrations later on that we can all celebrate collectively and support them through it i think as well you know like it's the perfect time because as we're all emerging from from the COVID dynamic, um, it's it, we are actually all finding. I think we're being pretty deliberate about. Well, you know, what are we going to do? What am I going to rush back into? What things do I need to change? So it's a perfect time to consider yeah. um, some of the things we've discussed. Yeah, absolutely. So I think to start with, start with yourself in terms of thinking about what do you want for yourself, and then acknowledging. What are your strengths and what are your passions? And then how do you bring those strengths and passions, your purpose in life, in order to serve others? And ultimately, you will benefit more (laughs) 
then you actually think if you start to contribute, not just to make your life wonderful and enjoyable, but thinking about who do you want to have in your life and being really intentional about which friends and family members you want to spend more time with and also the types of communities you want to be a part of to belong to, to contribute to, to really, that really will enable you to lead that meaningful and healthy connected lifestyle. Yeah, awesome. And I think what we might do um, off the back of this, Nat, is we'll, we might even um, have a, um, a brief chat with Hayley. Yeah. Um, just to remind us of the, the, the easy um, things that you can do to have those conversations with the young people in your life or any people in your life for mm. that matter. Particularly the young people in your life, yeah. um, if you if you're noticing those those changes, absolutely. Yeah, it starts with the conversation, whether it's listening, asking questions, showing your own vulnerability, and then from there, hopefully, that leads to doing activities together that line up yeah. with what you would like to do, and but doing it with someone else who's of a different generation. Awesome, that. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Uh, as always. <laughs> and um, I think we, um, we've we got some great plans uh, next year to have, um, s- we really want to um, get you on to chat about the retirement readiness quiz and some of those um, great things that you um, you do with your clients. And we, we'll share those in a bit more detail be my absolute pleasure to get people to think about their own transition. So thank you so much for having me on your show, Tim. Good on you, Nat. Bye. See you later. Well, seeing we mentioned Hayley a couple of times in the interview, uh, we decided we would give Hayley a listen to um, that great chat I had with Nat and we'd get her in for some of the ideas on exactly how to have some of these conversations and some of the discussion around mental health in itself. How are you, Hayley? Yeah, great. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me along again. Oh, always good. Thank you. Um, so far away, like you've had a, a, a great chance to listen to Nat um, and and what she was talking about there. You must be also, you know, um, with your own, your own course that you're running and all that sort of thing, you're getting your own exposure out there to what people are going through. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Tell us some about of your ideas. Well, thanks, Tim. I did have a listen and what a great episode. Um, I and, and I guess I really wanted to, yeah, take the opportunity to, to elaborate a bit more on some of the points that were made by Nat. Um, and there is no doubt that the pandemic has been tough on young people, um, on everyone, but particularly on our younger people. Yeah. And we really um, do need to be supporting them in in. In whatever ways we can um, and there is some really great ideas around how we can start that conversation because I know that's um, that's often difficult for people to, yeah. to I'm not really sure what to say and I don't really know how to do this and I know that yeah. often young people and I'm, I'm the mother of a, of a teenager um, they're not always open to um, you know to having conversations so it's thinking of getting yeah. a bit creative in the way we we do things um, and really, in fact, maybe maybe it is that the more that they need to have that conversation, the less they want to have the it. avoidance. Yeah, that's that's yeah. exactly right. So it's really picking up the signs early, 
um, that is definitely the key. If you've noticed something that that isn't quite right um, with the with your child or with your family member or um, a young person that you know, it's important to not ignore that and to really um, to 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 actually start the chat. Um, I think yeah. that the thing that we should be thinking is we should never underestimate the power that we have to have a conversation and to the power of that conversation to make a positive difference for someone. Yep. So that, that small chat could make a really big difference when we're talking about well, mental health. And I think um, what you do so well, which would be great to hear some of these, is I think giving people a bit of a framework to work with or some ideas to work with sort of helps them have the conversation. Oh, absolutely. It? Yeah. So there is a framework, of course, as you know, with the mental health first aid. Um, but really, uh, really the key steps are noticing and asking the question, yep. you know, hey, you haven't quite seen yourself lately. Is everything okay? Is a great leading question. Um, listening and active listening and really giving the person, the young person or whoever you're you're concerned about um, the space to to talk. Let them let yeah. them share what it's like for them, how they're really feeling, um, and supporting them, supporting them through. And it might be that emotional support. It might be practical help. How do they want to be supported? What will be helpful for them? Um, and of course, encouraging them to seek professional help. So there is a range of different services available. Um, and for young people, they might you know want to have an anonymous chat. You know, an anonymous chat with an online, um, you know, self uh, helpline such as Kids Helpline or yep. Headspace even. Um, it's got some great services. So there's so many things out there to, to link into. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, one, one of the things I was thinking about when you, you were saying this, um, sort of a reminder to myself, particularly as a parent, is, you know, just the tendency is to just give that advice really quickly. And I, I love the what you say there, there is just give the space, um, the person, the space. Yeah. And just I think the thing I took out of your course was just how can I support you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, we one. often, um, you know, we want to jump in and we want to fix things because either as a yeah. parent or often in our roles in life, um, that's something we want to help. Um, so it's a natural thing to want to jump in and, and offer all these things. But sometimes just actually listening um, is, yeah. is actually what they need, being given that space to talk. Um, yeah, cool. and, and even I had some thoughts on how to encourage the conversation because I know that can be difficult um with teens or with young people and as you said they might avoid the conversation but there's actually a really great um uh, website too where people can actually get some more info on this um and there's got some really great ideas to start the conversations and things that you might like to do to encourage that and it's really great to do an activity and that alluded to this as well like actually do something with that young person in your life um and it might be walk and talk you know we might go for a walk and hey suggest that we have a walk yep. because that might be less confronting um because they're not actively they're not thinking consciously thinking about yeah you know, having the conversation but hey we can just chat while we're you know we're out walking um it might be when you're in the car a drive and debrief is another another option there you know it provides oh, nice. an opportunity for that uninterrupted conversation often and you're side by side so it's less confronting you're not 
face to face. They've got some really great ideas. Um, bacon bond. So maybe you know, maybe the, the the young person enjoys cooking. You could find something they enjoy doing. And again, it's an activity. Their hands are busy. They're not thinking about yeah. having a conversation. So if people are interested, that's actually um, the website is Head to Health, and it's hashtag Chat Starter for some really great ideas um, on how to get the conversation started. Oh, that's a fantastic yeah. resource. Yeah, yeah it's really we'll put a, a link to that. Yeah. And in the show notes. Thanks, Tim. I think it's a good one. And the other thing is, you know, just thinking about who do they feel comfortable talking to? You know, maybe it's not mum or dad, um, if we're talking yeah. about parents, but maybe there's another trusted adult in their life. Um, or yeah. even um, you know, it could be a sports coach or it could be a mentor, um, you know, it could be even someone at school, um, you know, an adult in the school environment that is you know, they feel comfortable speaking to. So it's important yeah. that they, they link in, you know, and have the conversations, yeah, if they've noticed something's not right. Great ideas, Hayley. Oh, really, really thanks for coming on and, and sharing those with us. Oh, thanks so much, Tim. If you're looking for a community of like-minded people who are going on a journey similar to you, then I invite you to join the Grass is Greener Facebook group where you can connect share and learn from other people just like you. I really hope you're able to take something out of those two interviews with Natalie and with Hayley. I also just want to thank uh, Natalie for bringing this topic to the table. She was done the research and done that work and really felt that was worthy of a conversation. It certainly was uh, worthy of that discussion and really having... Uh, the insight on one, what's going on out there for all people and particularly the younger people in our lives, but also some ideas about how we can play a role and and what that also does for us is fantastic. Um, Nat uh, also provided me with a really insightful report or a link to that report. I'm going to put that in the show note for this episode. It's a report on the it's a yearly survey that's done called Psychological Distress in Young People in Australia. And that is a really interesting read. If you have, um, when you were looking for more information on that, it's, it's actually done by Mission Australia in association with the Black Dog Institute. As well as that in the links, I'm also going to put the chat starter that Hayley mentioned in her interview. Um, and the link to that. And that that is really um, a very, very helpful guide on how to start those conversations with the young people in your lives. The information in this podcast is of a general nature and does not take into account your own financial objectives, circumstances and needs. You should consider your own personal situation and requirements before making any decision. If you have any concerns or questions, please contact me. That's the end of another show. Remember, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. See you later.